Hello and thanks for listening to the Shrimps Verdict podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. All opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the contributors and not necessarily those of either Beyond Radio or of Morecambe Football Club. This podcast has reached tens of thousands of people so far this season. If your business would like to reach those people in an extremely cost-effective way, you can drop me an email for more details to dave.salmon at beyondradio.co.uk. Salmon as in the fish. Or you can send me a private message on Twitter at DP Salmon. You can also support this podcast and our Shrimps Live full match commentaries on Kofi at co-fee, that's co with a K, dot com forward slash Shrimps Live. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. After... Flick on two by Cole Stockton, and that was a good bit of skill on the edge of the box from Arthur Nahua. He had his legs taken away, and referee Darren Drysdale gives the Shrimps a free kick in a very, very dangerous opportunity for Morecambe. We 20 t- yards out, good shooting opportunity. We touched on it, didn't we, at the start of the show? How Cole Stockton's not only about goal scoring, he's about bringing others into play, and that was a perfect example of it. Great ball over the top, he brings it down, and a, and a sixpence plays off Nahua. And there he was to, to bring him down there. It was the only real opportunity he probably had to, to put in a tackle. He got it wrong. And like you said, a fantastic opportunity now for uh, the Shrimps to, to hopefully take the lead. Ten minutes gone here at Highbury. Morgan nil-nil away at Fleetwood Town in League One. But we have a good opportunity for a free kick. It's going to be taken right-footed by Callum Jones. It's sublime. It's the opening goal of the afternoon. Scored by midfielder Callum Jones. And what a free kick, bent it around the wall and into the bottom left-hand corner past the despairing dive of Alex Cairns to make it Fleetwood nil, Morecambe 1. Diagaraga, oh my goodness me, probably should have played it into the runners instead, but he just saw the whites of the keeper's eyes and it was blocked away. Here comes Stockton, oh, he's fluffed his lines. That was Cole's chance. That was his chance, 15 yards out, and he completely miskicks the ball. Oh, it was perfect. It was very similar to the Oxford goal. Wasn't it? Oh, albeit it wasn't on the volley. He just he peeled off into a fantastic space. He, obviously, the pullback was superb on that right-hand side by Phillips. And he just air-shotted it, didn't he? Oh, my goodness, mate. But here, here comes Fleetwood Town on the right-hand side. Shaden Morris gets to the byline, gets the ball across, and that's okay. good defending from Ryan Delaney to get the ball out for a corner. I thought it was just off Morton, to be honest. His shot just went wide, but... Referee saw differently. Good defending. Ryan Delaney in the team. Preferred to Scott Wooten this afternoon. And he's not done much wrong, you have to say, so far. No, I think both centre-halves have been fantastic. Yep. It's been very similar to the, the performance putting against Newport. Corner swung in, left-footed. It's a real crowd scene on the near post. And it's nodded into the back of the net by Callum Johnson, I think, got the final touch. And we're all square here in the last 10 minutes. And yet again, it's happened away from home where Morecambe take the lead. And then they can't hold on at the death. Nine minutes to go. And it's Fleetwood 1, Morecambe 1. Against the runner play, I'd like to, to say. It's, it's been one of them where just been missing that little bit of a, a cutting edge, haven't we? And another set piece again is the downfall to, uh, to conceding end. 
just literally a, a ball into the box. So many bodies, one gets ahead of me, it goes in. And we've just said about how well Morecambe have defended all game, really, and Fleetwood haven't really tested Jockel Anderson to his full extent. It was a good corner to the near post, you have to say, whipped in with the left foot. And Callum Johnson there, the Fleetwood Town right back, just got ahead of his man and just nodded it past Jockel Anderson. And into the back of the net it goes, and all of the shrimp's good work has been undone with eight minutes to go here at Highbury. Fleetwood Town aren't done now yet, either themselves here. They come once more. Danny Andrew gets the ball out towards the left-hand side. Ball across the penalty area, cleared away by Anto Connor once more. Stockton shows great physicality. Oh, he's going to send the goalkeeper! Yeah! Absolutely brilliant! It's Cole Stockton and it's Fleetwood 1, Morecambe 2. Oh my Unbelievable. God. What have we just seen here? We have just seen one of the best goals you will ever see. And by the way, this is not the first time this season he scored a goal like that. Absolutely unbelievable stuff from Cole Stockton. He takes aim from just inside the Fleetwood half and he absolutely lets fly. And it's an absolute howitzer from a man who we've been talking about, who needs to score a goal within a win, and Cole Stockton's done it. Get in. Reaction to the action. This is the Shrimp's Verdict on Beyond Radio. I'll get the calls in a minute because that's it's worth talking about, I have to say. But I thought we did really deserved it. I thought we were in total control of the game. We let them have possession in the bottom third of the pitch. And we you know, hit them on the counter-attack lots of times. Some very good play. There's a stonewall penalty just before they go up the field and score from a set play. And, and again, credit to them for the delivery. The delivery from Danny Andrew was superb. But, you know, their character, we came back again and, and Cole's goal, stunning, absolutely stunning. To do what Cole did once a season, once a career maybe, twice in the season is unbelievable. I keep joking with him, if he had a left foot, what a hell of a player he would be. But maybe he doesn't need one if he keeps scoring goals like that. But no, it's certainly not luck. Um, you know, as you say, he's, he's led us all season. He scored a lot of goals for us, and I thought his hold-up play today was very good as well as all-round game. But you know, it's not often I celebrate too much, but it's hard not to celebrate that kind of goal. The game itself it ended up with a pattern of a lot of this season. You're in control for much of it. Eight minutes to go, they get a set piece and they score from it, and then it's who knows what's going to happen after that. Yeah, I know you think, oh, here we go again. You know, we've, we're in control of the game, as you say. We let them have possession in areas we wanted them to have it. But I thought our back four were excellent. I thought our midfield three were, you know, the three young boys in midfield today, they're bumping and they're pressing their energy. Shane McLaughlin hasn't played for, what, five, six weeks now? Um, superb performances. So well, you're really pleased. And then, as you say, you go, oh, it's the story of our season again. But we've got a group of boys that never say die. They don't give up. And, you know, I genuinely think they got their just rewards in the end. How important was that win in the scheme of things? Listen, they're down there with us. I don't think it'll move us too far up the table, but in terms of momentum, it's going to be one, two out of the last three. I'm not even counting the Papa John's. Um, I refuse to count that. We've, we've said from the start, you know, we will give people game time, people back to fitness. We'll give younger boys games when we can. But in terms of the, the, the last three competitive games, it's two wins out of three. So, 
a big game again Tuesday. We have to continue that momentum and as we've proved time and time again, we can compete with any team. We you know, we have conceded another set play, but sometimes you have to hold your hands up and Danny Andrews' delivery was exceptionally good. You know, and there's not a whole lot you can do with that sometimes, so you hold your hands up. On a positive side for you, Callum Jones' free kick early on in the game to give you the lead. That was just as good. Yeah, and another big pleasing performance because you know Callum's listened it's taken him a while to break into the team um, but he's listened he's developing as a player and his all round game I thought as a sitting midfielder today the three of them the three of them in midfield Alfie McCallum and, and Shane McLaughlin I just thought they give us a lot of energy that looked like we were back to what we were six weeks ago where we pressed and we pumped and we nicked the ball off people you know it, just, it looked like a performance that we put in six weeks ago Looking ahead now to Charlton on Tuesday how much confidence will that win give you? I think, listen, I don't think there was a lack of confidence. Um, sometimes you need a, a win to spark you and what a goal to spark you. You know, the, the boys believe in what we're doing. They they all give absolutely everything, every game. But, you know, we, we're going with a little bit of momentum now. You know, we won our last game at home against Newport. We won today and, you know, we've nothing to fear from Charlton. They're a good side. They, they've picked up in recent weeks. But the next two games are, are both very winnable against two football sides. Good to be back at home. Yeah, listen, we are... You've seen the crowd today, you know, it felt like a home game today and fantastic for them, you know. Over a nice short trip down the road, they'll all be celebrating, have a drink tonight. And they thought he deserved that because they've stuck by us for the last four weeks when things haven't gone our way and we haven't played as well as we can do. And, you know, all I see is positivity around the place from the owners, from the, the German and from the fans. And, you know, it's nice to reward them that win tonight. As you say, the Fleetwood game, good to see Shane McLaughlin back. But how hard is it to make a decision to leave Tumani de Garaga out? Uh, listen, very hard. Toombs is a huge part of what we do. And even when he's not playing, he's a huge part of what we do and his communication and his attitude. And he's a super example to the younger players. And listen, we've got a competitive squad. When you can leave Toombs out and leave Adam Phillips on the bench, then you've got three very good players keeping them out of the team. Charlton, of course, they've not made the start they would have expected. But as you say, they've picked up in recent weeks. Yeah, they're a good side. Um, they didn't get the results under the previous manager, unfortunately. But, um, you know, we've watched them. They, they have picked up. They've got results. They've got players that can hurt you, as a lot of the bigger teams in this division do. But, again, we've shown on, on many occasions we can compete. We need to do that for 90 minutes like we've done today, and, and hopefully we'll get another result. It'd be nice for you to get a bit of a run of results together, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think that's been our problem. We win one, lose one, draw one lose one win one it's you know there's no real consistency in terms of results and in terms of my team selection because of injury and international breaks and, and loss of form so you know, hopefully we'll be able to keep the same team uh, you know i have to look and see how everybody is um and, and try and build a little bit of momentum would be great Stephen, thanks as always a great win okay cheers thank you seemed an outpouring of, of emotion at the end when when the goal scored we don't usually see that from you <laughs> no um well, there's not many goals scored like that, is there? You know, at this level, and he's done it twice as well. So, I think it was the type of goal, the quality of the goal, but also the timing of the goal. And it, I actually felt, felt very hard done by it. One all, you know, we'd have taken a point in the end at that stage of the game, but we defended so well. We were so organised and disciplined. As I say, for me, our press was back to what it was six weeks ago, where we were real energy. And I think Shane McLaughlin sparks that off completely. And I think he's been a huge miss for us. So great to have him back, and hopefully he's come through unscathed.
So hopefully you're not going to get another final. Saw you sort of half hesitate when you went out the technical area. <laughs> yeah, I, I did think as I ran 10 yards, there was another thousand pound, but I let the fans pay it for me this 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 week. I think, um, no, hopefully not. Listen, it's you have to enjoy moments like that because that was a special goal. And you, you talk about the shape and the press. Everything was right, wasn't it? And, and that was what's so impressive today. Yeah, and it was it was reminding me of Ipswich, Sheffield Wednesday, yeah. where we let them have possession in the bottom third of the pitch, um, and we pumped and pressed in that middle area, took the ball off them, and then hit them on the counter attack. That, that's what we are. We're good at that. We haven't done that in recent weeks, you know, due to maybe the personnel, the changes, no consistency in the the team, and people playing together and getting an understanding for for numerous reasons. Um, and hopefully, we can build on that today. You see that run, 60 feet in seven, and it's hard. So we would have taken any kind of win, wouldn't we, I suppose? A 1-0 scrappy off somebody's backside, anything. But to get that now, hopefully we can uh, really build on it. Yeah, you mean you're including all the Papa John stuff and that as well in the 60 feet out of seven. As I say, I don't pay any interest to it. We stayed right from the start. We would use other players. We would give game time and fitness. You know, the five or six boys had not played for weeks when they played. So we've won two out of three. I prefer to look in the positives. We've won two out of three, including the FA Cup. And, you know, we try and build on that. And as you say, momentum and a consecutive run of results undefeated is what we're trying to aim for. And final one for me, Stephen. We seem to be really healthy squad numbers-wise. Just a couple missing. What news on Kyle Leather and what news on John Ibeka? John's trained this week. Um, it's still a little bit too early for John. Maybe Saturday. Maybe Saturday could get on the bench. He'll play in a reserve game next Tuesday if all goes well. Courtney Doofus, he'll play in a reserve game as well, but you know he's, he's fit enough to give us maybe 30 minutes from the bench. Um, Shane, Josh McPeak's bagged for selection again as well. So yeah, we have got a healthy squad. Kyle Leatherman will probably still be another week to 10 days um, with a shoulder injury, but luckily not as, as bad as we first feared. Enjoy the weekend, Gaffer. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Anthony, fantastic Wednesday. Those scenes of celebration at the end shows what it means to you all. Yeah, it's you know it's been we've been looking for that for that result for a while, and we've had some games where we felt like we were a bit unlucky. But you know nothing's given nothing's given to you in football. So um, put in a really good away performance today, and you know to go a goal up, Callum Callum scored a, a, a great free kick. We defended really well, and you know the goal that they scored was a sucker punch. And you know I'm guessing everyone's thoughts then were here we go again, but it just shows the the character in the team, you know and. Listen, it's it's an unbelievable goal. It's an unbelievable wonder goal. It, it, I was I was thinking just take a draw. I was thinking because it looks like we're not going to win it. So a point, you know, away from home is not the worst. And then Cole comes up with that is is unbelievable. And listen, we had, we we got some bodies back today as well from injury, which always helps. So the squad is looking stronger. There's competition for places, and you know today was um as like I said a really good away performance. Your manager said you had to be more solid at the back, and you looked for 80 minutes anyway. So so solid today. Yeah, we're solid for 90 minutes. You know, the goal is it's just, it's again, it's a set piece, but it's one of them. There's about six or seven bodies around it, and, you know, it's one of them that comes off, flicks off a lad's head and goes in. So, just to show the quality or the character to, to come back from that, it, w- it would have been easy for us to be deflated again and think, here we go again. But, like I said, Cole comes up with a, an absolute wonder goal, and it just shows what it means to us to get that result. Everyone absolutely going ballistic at the end, and you know, hopefully that can be the start, you know, of a of a bit of a run for us. We don't get carried away, of course not. You know, we've we've shown before that we can, you can win and you can beat anybody, and then you know you can just as lose as easily. But it's important now that we try and stay on that. You know, even Kale, you know, it's, it's important that we try to stay consistent because that's a word that I'd say we've struggled with. You know, most of the season is consistency, so. Can't be up and down, constantly up and down, up and down. Got to just try and keep that consistency. 
there's been so many games this year where you've conceded goals late on. <clears throat> so how much was it a relief to score so late on today? Yeah, brilliant. Nice to be on the opposite side of the once. You know, uh, like I said, I was just thinking, get the draw and, and, and get out of here. But you know, it, it would have it would probably would have felt like a defeat as well. You know, because having defended so well for that long and they never looked like scoring, and then you know for them to get the equaliser. You know, the lads were saying down the dressing room, thank God we won it because if, if we drew it, it wouldn't have been the worst result in the world, but it would have felt like a, a defeat after playing so well. So, um, so yeah, just just thankful that we were able to get the win and, you know, credit to Cole. You know, it's not the first time he's done it this season. Absolutely, he's, he's been on fire. So, um, but a, a great team performance. Like Cole said there, he said about Cole, to score from 45 yards once in a season, once in a career, is great. But to do it twice in the space of a few months is unbelievable. Yeah, well, you know, we we cleared the ball, and it's he's, he's he does what he does really well. He he holds it up, and you know, he he, he spins the centre half, you know, and that's his game. He just looked up, and to be fair, I could see it from where I was as well. I was thinking, the keeper's out here, and I just knew he was going to hit it. I just thought he might as well hit it, you know, for, for last minute of the game, hit it. And as soon as he hit it, I just knew it was on target, and I thought, don't hit the crossbar, just please go in. As soon as I hit the back of the net, I just looked over and seen absolute scenes on the side. It was just, it felt, it was such a relief, honestly. So, like I said, just unbelievable to get the three points now, and hopefully it can be the start of a bit of a run for us. Two big home games coming up now in the next week. Hopefully you can build on that, as you say. Yeah, that's what that's the plan. We don't get carried away. It's a it's a win, and that's all it is. Enjoy it tonight. Um, you know, we have a, a day off tomorrow, but Monday we're back to work, and you know we'll we'll need that togetherness and that hunger to, to keep the ball out of the back of the back of the net again in the next the next couple of games and and throughout the, the whole season. Um, you know they don't they don't come any easier Charlton and then and then MK Dons so we're gonna to have to be at our best. But uh, you know I've got confidence in the group. I, I've always had done. Uh, like I said, we've been on the back of a a few a few results where we didn't really deserve to to, to be on the losing side. But today, thankfully, we're on the other, the other end of it. So hopefully, we can kick on. Anthony, thanks as always. Cheers, thank you. You're in good personal form at the moment, Ant. If you don't mind me saying. Yeah, just you know, I always try to again. I use that word consistency. I try to try to stay as consistent as I can. Um, you know, when when the team is you know conceding a few goals, you now it's 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 natural for the for everyone you know to say we need to stop goals going in and defense needs to be better. But it's a team effort. That's, you know what we are at Morecambe is a collective effort where we can turn up as individuals and we can have two or three um, you know not in the game on the day because. It's not us. We're, we're not going to win games like that. We've got to be uh, at it as a as a whole eleven. And you know, I try to be try to you know be a, a leader in the group. Try to talk. Try to help everyone else. And then obviously try to try to be at the best of my own ability also. But I thought everyone to a man today was was outstanding. There's nobody I can I can fault. I thought Callum Jones was was brilliant. Cole worked, worked his socks off. Jonah did. I thought Ryan Delaney was really good. Um, like I said, a really good team performance. And the gaffer's been on about trying to get that settled back four, settled goalkeeper. We've not done, I don't think he's picked the same side as he twice this season in consecutive games. That must make it difficult to get that consistency. Yeah, at times it can be, uh, you know, chopping and changing. But, you know, the gaffer sometimes is, you know, he's not had a choice. Sometimes we've had injuries, um, you know, whatever it may be, injury, suspensions, I don't know, loss of form maybe, I, I don't know. So, you know, his, his hands were tied sometimes to, to make changes and, uh, you know, with the goalkeepers as well, like Kyle is out injured now at the moment, so Jock is playing, um, you know, and we've had to change the goalkeeper a few times as well, but it would nice be nice to get a run of games with, you know, a settled back four and, 
you know, a settled goalkeeper, and maybe just a settled team overall. But you know, um, I'm sure anyone that steps on the pitch can do can do a really good job, and that's the point of having a, a really good a really good squad. Everyone is jumping at the bit to play. And despite the run that was being on, we was flipped closer and closer to the bottom four. What's the mood like being in the camp? It's still, to me, it still seems like it's been really positive. Yeah, well, we we have to we have to try and stay positive. We know that we've we should be better off than where we are because we've had games where we should have took three points from you know I look back in some games I look back at the Wimbledon game I look back at the Wickham game um, you know there's games where we've been really been on top and you know threw it away so like I said I've said it a couple of times there in the last last couple of things I've said I've said consistency we've just got to be so much better consistent in everything we do and you know we've, we've worked really hard on the training pitch this last week um, you know worked hard on our defensive shape worked hard on you know our press and I thought that was really good today it's the best I've seen in a while Alfie Callum, Shane, Shane's really good after coming back in today after after a few weeks out. So, so yeah, hopefully we can just keep that going and keep that momentum going now. Enjoy the wins, Kip. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Morecambe's head of media and communications. Good afternoon, Ryan Daly. Good afternoon, Dave. Thank you for having me. Been in the job for just over three months now. How have you found it so far? Yeah, it's been brilliant. I think since the last time we spoke, it was mainly about getting my feet under the table and trying to change. Um, the match day operations, how the behind the scenes work, bridging the gap between the club and the media, and also the club and, and just the general whole of Morecambe really. And it, it's still ongoing, it will always be ongoing, but we've taken significant steps. We're, we're, we've released certain content streams such as the vision and stuff like that, and I keep Howard trying to inform fans and stuff like that. But, and that's exactly how I wanted it. I, I, I love the content side of it, but the communication side of it for me is, is my bread and butter of the job and yeah. I absolutely love it and it's been brilliant and um, so it's been one of them things that I've really been tasked with getting my teeth into and, and it's been fantastic and I, I've really enjoyed my time here and I can't wait to show fans what else we've got to look forward to. It almost seems Ryan that every single week there is a new innovation, we're doing something a bit better, we're doing another video, whatever it might be, behind the scenes content, whatever it might be and uh, I think like you say it's an ongoing process isn't it? Yeah 100% and look I can't sit here and take all the credit either. I think the, the people behind the scenes also that we might not hear about on these forums deserve a lot of credit. Matt Smith, who you do commentary with, I'd be absolutely lost without him. He's a fantastic individual. He's a better person than he is. I just, I just a media person. He's just a lovely guy. He's very good at what he does as a job. And it's amazing that he's only a second year student. But the likes of the buy-in from Rod, who's been causing you a bit of chaos there, taking your hood down. Uh, them, Graham, Charlie, James, uh, Ben Sadler, everybody behind the scenes, they all deserve a hell of a lot of credit and they're the ones that do have the best interest of the club at heart, like myself. And I'm just the, the lucky one that gets to, to put it out there to you guys and, and the supporters listening so they can see what this club's all about. Let's talk about the FA Cup second round a couple of weeks time away at Buxton. Finally got our ticket allocation through. We thought it'd be far more than the 400 that we've been given though. What's happened there? Yeah, I think we did as well. Um, there's been conversations been going on for the last 10 days uh, about the allocation we'd receive and, and what kind of numbers that would look like. We've heard so many different numbers branded about. I think a lot of the concerns come from their safety team and, and stuff like that. However, they are working towards rectifying them to host the, the second round on TV as well. Um, so 400 
and something again, I think it is at a minute or it might be dead 400. It has potential to be more, but it just depends if Buxton essentially pull the finger out. So 400 the allocation initially, Ryan. Hopefully we're going to get a few more. How do we get tickets if we desperately want to go to the game? Because many Shrimps fans do. Well, there's still ongoing conversations between uh, Ben and Martin, the, the general manager and the commercial, head of commercial, about how we divvy it up fairly and how the application process will look like. We've still not really come to a decision on that. Uh, if they have, they haven't told me. <laughs> I'm always the last to find out, which is fine. Of course, you're only the head of comms. You know? <laughs> Why would people tell you stuff? And I don't mind. I don't mind. Uh, less... less uh, chef spoil the broth as they say yeah. so I do believe there is going to be a system in place to hopefully satisfy um, people obviously no no one's going to be happy no. you can't please everyone really, but really tough though isn't it, it two, is. two and a half thousand season ticket holds exactly and it's really it's really harsh on us because we deserve a lot more in terms of what we sh should be offered but unfortunately as it stands we're not going to get that and that's up to, to Buxton I do believe their owner is a builder so if he doesn't end up doing put some scaffolding up or something that's what I mean so <laughs> you, you literally that's what you've yeah. got to work against and, it, and it's harder against somebody who's a non-league club as well and you might not have that much take up but we are doing everything that we possibly can to, to put the pressure onto them and, and say look it's you need to do it the demand is outweighing what you can give yeah. us and hopefully we can get to a place where we can get a large majority of the season tickets holders if not well it's it's not our doing it'll be as sense. fair as it can possibly be with yeah. the restraints of the ticket numbers that we've got keep an eye out on uh, the official club channels morecomfc.com uh, twitter facebook of course as well for the very latest information on the buxton fa cup ticket allocation it's the shrimps verdict podcast part of shrimps live on beyond radio in a little while we are previewing the charlton athletic game with uh, louis mendez louis is a commentator for bbc london sport he also presents a podcast called charlton live get the inside track on the addicts ahead of morecambe's game with charlton at the mazuma on uh, tuesday night but uh, here at highbury it's finished fleetwood town one morecambe two the shrimps fifth win in league one this season only their, their first win in eight games in the league as well a much needed three points settled by and I've lost track of how many times we've said that this season an absolutely sublime piece of skill from Cole Stockton we'll talk about that uh, and dissect the game with uh, Matt Smith from the Shrimps media team alongside myself Dave so and Matt we gave you a, a, the afternoon off from commentary duties you were beavering away on your computer next to me here but uh, first and foremost how do you sum that game up it's it's just nice to be on the right end of late drama, isn't it? Um, I think if we look at the game in general, I think we deserved the win. I think we were the better team for most of the game. Obviously, when they get their equaliser, they've got the tails up a little bit, as you know, as you'd expect. Um, but fair play to the lads for digging in, staying solid defensively for the majority of the 90 minutes. And honestly, I I, I can't find the words to describe that Cole Stockton goal. I, I just can't. No, there's so many players in professional football that don't score a goal like that in their career. And he's done it twice in a season. It's absolutely obscene. But it's what the Shrimps deserves. And I'm absolutely buzzing, Dave. So happy. The one thing that I was so impressed with today was our shape we kept our shape so well the 4-3-3 the block of four at the back the three in midfield everybody knew their job and that was wonderful to see as, as we just heard from Stephen Robinson there the Morecambe of earlier on in the campaign and, and that is going to serve us so well going forward in the coming weeks yeah I mean it's not 
really a case of, of wondering if we've got it because we proved earlier on in the season we've said it so many times that we are capable of, of you know solid performances against any kind of team so it was a case of just finding it again not searching for it from the start and we, we, we like you say we reverted back to the Morecambe that we saw in the early month or two of the season um, well disciplined all over the pitch midfield brilliant I think the gaffer alluded to it in his post-match interview the young lads in the midfield controlled it I think defensively we were absolutely brilliant mm. apart from that you know that their goal but quality to the la- uh, quality of the lad to, to put the ball into where we did it was a great cross um, but ultimately it was great mental response from the team you know they went close with the corner and uh maybe a couple of weeks ago a couple of months ago our heads would have dropped and you know it would have been a different outcome but yeah we dug deep and we showed exactly what we're capable of dominated the first half Callum Jones what a free kick it was really to me a surprise that he was in the team ahead of Tamani Diagaraga massive call from the gaffer but he was my man of the match yeah, I mean, Callum Jones, has, has, he's had to bide his time, um, but that's just testament to him as a, as a professional. Um, he was patient, he's worked hard in training, and he's, he's reaping the rewards from such a, a fantastic um, couple of, of, of weeks, you know, ever since he's come into the uh, starting eleven, He's not really put too many feet wrong, has he? He's been really impressive, and like you say, this afternoon, what a performance from him, and what a free kick as well. Really, really good, and he thoroughly deserves it, does Callum. I thought it was great play down the left as well. Greg Lee involved, Stockton involved, Nahua nicked it just in front of his man, won the free kick, but really great to bend that one round the wall. And uh, we've seen him do that a couple of times already this season, but that set us on our way. Yeah, it did. Um, And I think it's, it's, like we say, based on the first half, we we absolutely deserve to go in um, in the lead. Could have had, you know, maybe one or two more. Um, But ultimately, for our play all over the pitch, I think we thoroughly deserved it and came out in the second half could have scored again two or three more some massive chances from Morecambe and uh, yeah it was uh, thankfully one right at the death so we didn't have too long to wait before the whistle Equaliser goes in and I know we've conceded a lot from set pieces this season and most of the time we could have defended it a lot better I think today was one of those set pieces where you just have to say because Danny Andrews got an absolute wand of a left foot hasn't he it's, it's as simple as that one, certainly probably the best in League One if not in a higher level too one of those that, that you just say well okay fair enough that was a great bit of skill yeah and, and it was it was a, a phenomenal ball in um, like you say he's got history with that from those kind of positions so it comes as no surprise really no. but it was really pleasant to see just how Morecambe responded to it we, you know even though they you know for the two or three minutes after that they were on the front foot we didn't let our heads go we remained calm remained professional and uh, we knew that there'd be at least one more big chance for, for Morecambe um, they had a few big chances themselves and they didn't take it and, and thankfully we did with a, a piece of just sheer quality from Cole Stockton Let's talk about the goal then Matt I thought in the build up to it Adam Phillips was absolutely sized down no question for me it was a stonewall penalty referee said no 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 played on and then less than a minute later, you see the ball just well, it was on the edge of the centre, just on the edge of the centre circle there, wasn't he? I don't know what Alex Cairns, the Fleetwood keeper, was doing that far out. We don't care. I think as Anthony O'Connor said in his post-match interview there just now, he knew as soon as he'd hit it that it was going to hit the back of the net. Yeah, and, and I tell you what, I, I bet he's not the only lad out there that thought the same. Um, you know, like we say, he's done it already this season, um, and it's just. 
like, it's one of those, isn't it? I just don't know. What you to just say. can't was, find the words. Exactly that. Um, you could tell he was going to have the shot. He looked up again. It wasn't a fluke. I don't think anyone would suggest it, but he showed it. He looked up when he had the ball at his feet. He turned the defender, looked up, seen the keeper off his line, and, and even so, to get it right from there. I mean, I don't think it took a bounce at all. I think it hit straight at the back of the net, and to get it right from out there, it's just, just unbelievable. So full full credit to him for even trying it, but you know to 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 get the winner for Morecambe is just phenomenal. That was our first win in League One since the twenty eighth of September against Lincoln. We've lost six and drew one of the next seven after that. So what Matt is this going to do for us now? Well, first and foremost, it will give us a load of confidence. Um, regarding confidence, I think you know more recently the performances have been better than what we've seen in the previous couple of weeks. Um, but it, it just shows that I think when we do concede, we don't lose our heads, we don't let them drop, we don't you know, get be, be, beating ourselves up a little bit, we just remain calm and focused on the job at hand and we'll reap the rewards because that's exactly what's happened today. So we've proven that you know, we can be, be pegged back a little bit but respond properly and, uh, and reap the rewards. The shape for me was everything. When we scored early, we didn't go gung-ho for a second, we kept our discipline, I think and that went a huge way to securing the three points as dramatic as it was at the at the end of the game I, I don't think I've ever known a striker to, to score so many absolute out of this world goals in one season once or twice maybe a few but he scored 14 now this season and I reckon at least 10 of them have been absolutely sensational yeah yeah and it's just it, it's you know he touched on it earlier in the, in the interview he had people writing him off before a ball was kicked and it shows the dangers of doing that yeah, because yeah. he he certainly looks as though he's belonged in this division for at least you know five or six years with the quality that he's producing week in week out for Morecambe it's testament to the hard work that he's been putting in and you know we as a football club are incredibly lucky to have him two big home games then Matt we talk about confidence and momentum two games which we can get positive results out of if we play with the desire and the discipline that we played today but not going to be easy against Charlton or against MK Dons Charlton first on Tuesday what are we making of that one? Yeah, like you say, no easy game. Um, it's I hate to, to repeat myself, but it's the old comment of we don't get too high and we don't get too low, and we'll certainly enjoy it. You know, the the, the, the emotions are still raw. We're absolutely buzzing, but we'll we'll work hard now. We'll park this result and we'll work hard for Charlton. Like you say, it's not going to be an easy game, um, but we'll certainly take a degree, a degree of confidence and, and showing that we are a match for anyone in this league. And finally, Matt Stephen Robinson did his Jose Mourinho moment, ran over to the almost to the corner flag there uh, when we scored in the 94th minute. We'll both put a couple of quid into his pot if he gets fined again, won't we? <laughs> yeah, it was great to see. Just, you know, everybody, everybody on that dugout. And I tell you what, if we could have been down there, we would have been doing exactly the same. Um, I was fortunate enough to be on the pitch afterwards filming, you know, the, the reactions from the players and they were absolutely buzzing and the fans as well. It's just a mutual feeling of, of pure elation, I think it is. But um, thoroughly deserved. And uh, like we say, it sets us up nicely going into the next couple of tough games. Matt, thanks very much indeed. On the pod in a few moments' time, a Charlton Athletic preview ahead of their trip to the Mazuma on Tuesday with a Charlton Live podcast host and BBC broadcaster Louis Mendes. But first... For the last three years, the Shrimps Trust have launched their Christmas toy appeal to collect donations from members, Morecambe fans and the wider community to bring a little more happiness to kids and families who are perhaps a little less fortunate than others within the local area. This year, once again, they're aiming to support kids 
and their families who might be struggling during difficult times, of course, with the pandemic and just the time of year that it is to provide them with uh, basics and also some Christmas presents, maybe some Christmas dinner as well. You can make a difference. You can really help these families who might need the support of the Shrimps Trust Christmas Toy Appeal by perhaps just buying one extra gift this festive period. They're looking for all sorts of toys, board games, craft sets, colouring books, teddies, anything along those lines at all for kids of all ages. They must be new and unopened, please. The Shrimps Trust are going to be collecting donations at the MK Dons game on Saturday. You'll see their bin. You can take your toys down and, and place it with the Shrimps Trust. You can also find out more details about their Amazon wish list if you just search Shrimps Trust either on social media or via their website. Or you can email them for more details as well. It's shrimpstrust at gmail.com. Shrimpstrust at gmail.com. It's a fantastic cause to get involved with. Send them a private message via Twitter or Facebook or Instagram too for further information. And you can make a real difference this festive period to less fortunate families within our local area. It's the Shrimps Trust Morecambe FC Christmas Toy Appeal with Beyond Radio. Now, another big game for the Shrimps this coming Tuesday as Charlton Athletic are the visitors to the Mazuma Stadium. Another massive game in League One. It was, of course, to be the return of defender Sam Lavelle, but Sam, unfortunately, is injured right now, so won't be playing in midweek. But ahead of the game, I've been chatting to Louis Mendez. Louis is a writer, a journalist, he's a presenter of Charlton coverage on BBC London Sport and is a presenter of the podcast Charlton Live. An ideal man then to talk to to get the full lowdown on all things addicts ahead of Charlton Athletics' trip to the Mazuma on Tuesday. I mean, for, for Charlton fans, it's a, it's a new ground to tick off and one that I think a lot of people are gutted it's on a Tuesday night, really, because, uh, you know, plenty of people wanted, want, want to make the, the, the journey up and, and, and see, see a new stadium. So I'm really looking forward to it. Um, you know, I've, uh, I've been outside the stadium when I was on my way to the Lake District in the summer. We, we popped by to have a look, me and my wife are... Uh, uh, quite sad like that that we just if we know we're near a football stadium we'll go and have a look and just weirdly we happen to be outside the stadium at the exact moment the full-time whistle was being blown at Wembley when you were winning your playoff final ah. uh, so we were hoping there was going to be loads of fans jubilant but it turns out everyone was at Wembley so there was no one there but um, <laughs> yeah no we're yeah a, a game that plenty of Trump fans are looking forward to and they're just gutted really uh, that it's a Tuesday so not as many I think uh, as possible could be coming up. Well, it, the Mazuma Stadium itself, uh, if you look at it from the front, the main stand at the front, it does look quite a good stadium. But obviously then you go inside and it's a lot, the other three sides are a lot smaller. In fact, it's it's pretty much a three-sided ground in that respect. And along the one wall opposite the main stand, it, it's what well, we call it the Berlin Wall. It's like quite a, a shallow terrace that runs the whole length of the pitch. So nowhere near as grand as the valley, unfortunately. <laughs> Well, I enjoyed it when I was up there. Anyway, we did we did the full tour. It's always, it's always a good trick, actually. Probably probably not one I should record on on a podcast. But I've always found that most football grounds, if you go outside, there's a way in. They've left a door open somewhere. So <laughs> I've been I've been into the stands at many a closed football ground. Yeah, me too. Uh, but luckily, unfortunately, Morecambe was uh, was was well protected. The Berlin Wall was uh, 
unfortunately impossible for us that day. <laughs> it's not that high. You could probably climb over it. Yeah, probably. Could <laughs> so to the season then, Louis, uh, it's not been perhaps the, I mean, we're more than a third of the way through, of course, now, but it's not perhaps been the start of the season that you may be anticipated, but uh, it's certainly significantly picked up in the last few weeks. Yeah, I think Johnny Jackson taking over from Nigel Atkins has been just a massive boost for for everyone, uh, really. Obviously, I'm speaking ahead of our game with, with Plymouth, so I'll look stupid if we get done 4-0 by the league <laughs> leaders at home. But, I mean, since since Johnny's come in um, and, and uh, obviously Nigel left under you know, difficult circumstances, but it just, it just wasn't happening for Nigel this season and it was getting worse and worse and, and he did have to go, unfortunately. And Johnny's come in. Uh, on, on a caretaker basis and, and immediately we've seen such a great impact you know that we went from a, a Tuesday night home game where we were embarrassed and lost at home to Accrington Stanley um, to on the Saturday when Jacko had had two days with them to going and beating Sunderland in their own backyard where they'd won every game so far that season so you know the, the, the turnaround was swift and, and it's carried on since then really trying to look so much more organized they've had a bit of a change of shape the players certainly seem to be uh, putting their bodies on the line for Jackson. A lot of them have come out uh, in the press and, and and sort of thrown their weight behind him in terms of getting the full-time job as well. And, you know, there, there's actually a little bit of, of optimism around the place now. Um, whether that's enough to make the playoffs or not, I don't know yet. I think we're nine points off it as, as of time of recording. And obviously that's a fairly big gap to have mm. to make up. There is still a two-thirds of the season to do that in. But, you know, even, even if it's not going to be this season, I think most Charlton fans will be hoping that that Jacko gets the full-time job uh, and a chance to hopefully build something special. Nigel Adkins has got that reputation as being one of football's good guys, hasn't he, I suppose? And, and a shame that it didn't work out for him at the Valley, but certainly under Johnny Jackson, is it just the new manager bounce or have you found somebody who could genuinely do the job full-time? Well, I, I think from what we've seen so far, it's someone who could do the job full-time because I don't, I don't think you can put that that massive turnaround in, in not only like results, but also performances. And, you know, like I said, the formation change, I, I don't, I don't think you can put that down to just a bounce. If you're considering how far off, off it Charlton had been this season, mm. you know, they're going to teams who hadn't won at home all season or hadn't won at home much like Lincoln and, and just to get in completely outplayed. I mean, Lincoln Charlton conceded in the last minute, but it was a goal that had been coming for about, 80 minutes so um you know to, to go from that into a team that's actually kept three clean sheets out of four in the league uh with Jacko as well when they were something that were really hard to come by um and look so much more organized you know I've, I've described them so often in the early part of this season as just looking like a bunch of strangers mm. um and, and and it's so much different now and you know the there will be a a good sort of momentum and feeling around the place because of who Johnny Jackson is you know he won one league one as a captain with us he's been mm. with the club for over 10 years as a player, uh, assistant manager to Lee Bowyer when, when we went up in the playoffs three years ago now. Um, and and just a really great character around the place. I mean, there couldn't be a more popular choice. And I think it's, we've got to say it's now where it, it would actually look really weird if we appointed someone else and you'd risk sort of throwing away all of that momentum that, that they've built up under Jacko over the last few games. We'll talk about formations and, and players and so on in, in a moment, if, if we may, Louis. But... Going back to the start of the season, when you saw the three teams that had come up, for, or the four teams that had come up from League Two, Bolton aside, there's then three really unfashionable sides who you wouldn't necessarily expect to be in League One, Cheltenham, Cambridge, and of course, Morecambe. As a, a League One slash championship slash, can remember the good old days of the, of the Premier League 
Charlton Athletic fan. What did you think about the size and especially Morecambe uh, that had come up from League Two last season? Yeah, I mean, when, when you see, uh, for starters, I mean, I, I always look at it from, I, whenever I look getting towards the end of the season, I'm looking at the league below or where we're likely to be in and, and picking teams that I want to come up. So, uh, first of all, I was pretty pleased because I hadn't been to Morecambe's ground before. Uh, obviously, I know I know it's it's a big step up for for Morecambe and um, the likes of Cambridge and as you, as you mentioned Cheltenham as well. But you know these clubs are in are in League One on merit as are we. And um, I think we, we we'd be stupid if we get sort of sort of drawn into thinking that because we were in the Premier League 15 years ago that 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 we we we've got some sort of advantage over over some of these clubs because I mean, like I say we we've lost all sorts of teams over over the last few years. I mean we've been in League 1 for I think this must must be the ninth season in in about the last 12 or 15 that we've been in League 1 it's not like maybe even the 10th it's not like it's not like we're you know just dropped down for one year like Wolves did a few years ago we we are unfortunately because of the way the club had been run by successive regimes, we've become sort of League One perennials, really. And, mm. you know, it's, it's nice to watch our DVDs of when we went to Highbury and won 4-2 or when we took a point off Man United. But, you know, those days are gone and we're, we're dealing with reality now and we've been forced to deal with reality for a long time, unfortunately. <laughs> so let's look at the team then, Louis, if we may. Tell us everything we need to know about Charlton Athletic. Formation, house, how you play, wants to watch. Tell us all we need mm. to know. Yeah, well, so since since Jacko's come in, we've 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 gone to this sort of three-five-two formation um, that has been really effective. You know, he went he went there straight away. It, when he first he, he first his first game up at Sunderland, I mean, I almost described it as a a three-one-four-two because George Dobson came so deep from the five, and he was almost like a fourth defender at times. And it, it's quite a fluid formation where on one side you'd end up with a quite an attacking winger playing at wing back. And on the left-hand side, you'd end up with Ben Perrington, who's quite a conservative left back playing as wing back as well. So that, it was almost a bit lopsided as well, but it, it, every time we played it, it's worked so well. Um, and yeah, the, in terms of a style of play, you know, we're, we're quite combative. We like to try and win the ball up the pitch, but then in, in, we've, we've got like a, someone like Elliot Lee, who sort of sits in between, like the the strikers and the rest of the midfield, and and he, he's really sort of dangerous in between the lines, trying to just stretch stretch defenders out of position. Uh, we've got a very we got tend to play a very good winger on the right hand side, either in Jonathan Lecco, uh, who's he's been injured for a while, so I don't know if he'll be back in time for for Morecambe or not, uh, or in Darling Jaisim. You know, they're both slightly different players. I say DJ is like there's not many better in this division with the ball at his feet in terms of trickery uh, and, and beating a defender. And if he has to beat a defender two or three times to find a space for the cross, he'll tend to do that. Quite slow, though. I think comparatively to Jonathan Lecco is just an absolute pace machine. Uh, so if he's playing, then, I mean, he just absolutely loves to have space to run into down at the right-hand side. So we've, we've got all that. And then in terms of sort of like a defensive free now, I mean, um, we're missing a couple of big defenders in, in Ryan Innes and Sam Lavelle, of course, who you guys will know well. Uh, they're both out injured. But, I mean, we've got Jason Pierce who, who stepped in. Um, he's, he's been a captain for Charlton for years and I think he's been brilliant so far this season since he's come back in since since Sam got injured. We've got Akin Fainwo, who's uh, second season on loan with us from Norwich, who who's, tends to be pretty handy. 
Uh, and then it's sort of a flit in between. Well, sometimes we play Chris Gunter, who's a right back as a right centre back. Uh, sometimes we play Sean Clare, who can be a midfielder and he's stuck in there. Sometimes we play uh, Deji Aleraway, who's like a young defender who we've just got in his first professional contract, but has looked quite good at, at times this season. Although he was quite nervous at Burton last week, but um, that hopefully it was a one-off. Um, so yeah, well, I think now, now that the, the strangest thing about this is like, I mean, there was a few personnel chains when Jacko came in, like George Dobson, a defensive midfielder being the main one for me. Um but the majority of these players are the same ones who were dreadful at the start of the season. So it is, it is remarkable how, how much better they, they look now under, under Jackson. And, you know, if, you, if, you, if we'd had this game two months ago, we'd be having a very different conversation about the same players. <laughs> Let's talk about Sam Lavelle, Louis, for a moment, if we may. I think every single Morecambe fan listening to this now thinks that well, it was reported at 180,000, around the 200-ish thousand pounds mark. We think you've had an absolute bargain of the season. How has he been? I know he's injured at the moment, but how has he settled in at the Valley? Yeah, it's funny, really, because, um, yeah, you see, it is a shame he's been injured for, for the last few weeks now, and I think he's going to be out for, you know, it's a long-term injury, so uh, we haven't been given a time frame, but, you know, it's been it's been the best part of a month now, and I don't think we're expecting him back anytime soon. Um, and obviously, as I said, you know, he came into a defence that was shipping goals. We had one of the worst defences uh, in League One. But at the same time, you know, he didn't tend to feel like he was at fault for the majority of him. And actually, he started to grow into a bit of a fan's favourite as the uh, as the season went on. He scored a couple of goals as well, which is always helpful, although they were both consolation goals in 2-1 away defeats. But that was just the way our season was going. But, yeah, obviously now he's been injured. I guess it, it would have been really nice to have seen him playing this back three where all of our defenders have looked really good. And, and he would have been in, in the Jason Pierce role right at the centre of that back three, which is, I think, obviously the most important one. Uh, and from what I've seen, good in the air. I think he would have stood up to it. But, you know, it, it's still early days. And hopefully when he comes back from, he, from his injury, um, we'll, we'll get to learn more about him. But obviously from what we can tell from from the messages from Morecambe fans when he left and you know, his own message to Morecambe, you know, he was a major fan's favourite then. You don't do that. if You don't get that if you're a bad centre-half because bad centre-halves are like the last line of defence, aren't they? So if you're a bad centre-half, I'm sure you've had some bad ones. I, I can <laughs> reel plenty of what plenty of ones off that I can remember from years gone by. Um, you know, you don't get a good reputation. So, I've, you know, I think there's more to come when he comes back, hopefully. Yeah, I think Sam will always be a Morecambe legend. His dad played for the club in the 90s as well, so there's extra tie in there. But I suppose as the captain of the promotion-winning side that got us into League One for the first time in our history, he'll for- forever be remembered for that. And I think you bought him at just the right time, only less than a season left on his contract. So I think you have got a bargain. And uh, I think when he comes back from injury, he, he is going to play a major part. Unproven to a large extent in League One, of course, but for my money, I think he'll absolutely make the step up and uh, he'll be, he'll, he'll prove to be uh, more than, more than a, his money's worth. Yeah. I, I think a lot of the sort of aspects of being a central defender, if, once you've learned that, I think that goes up the leagues with you anyway. I think, um, you know, you positioning and, and being strong in the air, I think that should translate. Plus, I, I mean, I'm sure you can tell me how much, how much of a, how much of a, of a step up is League Two to League One would be interesting to know, but I think, you know, especially bottom end, which is where we were for quite part <laughs> of it, probably didn't feel that much of a step up at all. For me, League Two to League One, in terms of overall quality of individual footballers, I don't, I don't think there's too much in it. I think the better players in League Two and the better players in League One are broadly similar in ability. 
The one area where we found, obviously the standout play is more in lead one and lead two, but the two areas where we found that are significantly different are in lead one, the pace of the game appears to be utterly relentless. In lead two, you can go for a half an hour spells, in fact, whole games at times, and it's not gone past pre-season friendly pace. You don't seem to get those games, or certainly not in the matches we've been involved with so far. You don't get that in League One. The pace is just utterly ruthless, and we have struggled to deal with that at times. And the other thing about League One as well is you seem to be punished a lot more for the mistakes that you make. Uh, Maybe that is a skill thing, perhaps, I don't know, but uh, certainly for us, every time we've switched off at the back for half a second, the ball's in the back of the net. In League Mm. Two, that would not be the case. And, and yeah, that's, I think that's where our, our issues have been and that's where where we are in the division as a result. Yeah, well, we found that uh, the hard way ourselves, really, at the start of the division, I think. And, and uh, you know, there will have been Charlton fans coming into this season where we'd had this, we had this takeover about a year ago with the new owner. Um, and, you know, as discussed, we, we are probably considered one of the bigger clubs in, in, league, in league one. But um, there, there was probably a certain naivety amongst some fans who... Just couldn't understand how we're getting turned over by clubs that are a bit smaller than us. But you know, as as I said earlier, they have every right to be in the same division as us. And if you go in with the wrong attitude, that's what happens. Yeah, absolutely. So overall, one to watch then, Louis. I was going to say Jaden Stockley, but I, I think he's still going to be suspended, isn't he? Yeah, he's as it stands. I know we've appealed it, but I mean, my initial reaction, having seen the replay, for he got sent off against Burton. Yeah. Uh, with a tussle with uh, our older player, Deji Oshalaja. Um my, my initial reaction is I don't think he'll get overturned. I think when you look back at it, I think there's enough of a swing of an arm to suggest that they'll say, nah, there's, there's enough there for us not to overturn the referee's decision. If anything, I think Deji Oshalaja's one might be overturned because there wasn't a great deal in it. Uh, although we should have had a penalty for his initial foul, but that's another story. Uh, so, yeah, I can't say Jaden. Uh, so I will say, I mentioned already earlier, Elliot Lee, um, you know, on loan from from Luton Town for the season. His dad, Robert Lee, uh, played for Charlton uh, before obviously going on to Newcastle and, and, and England and, and being a bit of a star in the uh, in the 90s. Uh, so it was great. It was great to have him. Like his, his dad was so. I was. At the, I just so happened to be at the training ground the day that we signed Elliot, and his dad was there as well. And he was so happy uh, to have one of his sons finally play for Charlton. Uh, but he, he's been an absolute since since he's come into the side. Then again, you know, this is one of the one of the things that Nigel can say. Well, we didn't sign him until the season, like right near the end of uh, it was my birthday actually. <laughs> the right, right at the end of August. It was, it was my present from the club. They signed someone <laughs> on loan. Um, they. Uh, so it took him a while to get up to fitness, but I'd say from sort of towards mid-September, end of September onwards, uh, he's, he's been our most lively player. It just doesn't stop moving in, in between those lines and, you know, a real sort of creative spark. And as I said, he, he can drag players out of position, but also use the ball wisely and, and, and feed the strikers. And uh, he, I think he's got a goal. He's got at least one goal already. And he's seen some shots cleared off the line uh, as well. Won a penalty against Haven in the cup. Um, yeah, I think... I think he's been brilliant for us. I would you know, also would have had Jonathan Lecco in if he wasn't injured. Uh, Jai Simi on the right. I do like him, but he's not, he's not quite Jonathan Lecco, unfortunately. But he will. He is quite tricky. Um, so, yeah, if, if Jaden isn't there, I'll say that Elliot Lee is probably our most, our most influential player at the moment. Right, we'll make a little note of that. Pass on to Stephen Robinson in due course. <laughs> the one area where you will get certain joy if you are good enough is from set pieces. How good are you at attacking set pieces? Because that's the one area this season, switching off from corners, 
giving away cheap free kicks on the edge of the box where we have just conceded so many goals. Yeah, we're not, our goal at Burton came from a set piece on Saturday. I feel like we have been quite good, at, again, especially over recent weeks. And again, uh, free kicks. Elliot Lee's been swinging a few good ones in. And, and like I our one on Saturday came from a, a corner taken short. And without Jaden, actually, that is one of our, our biggest uh, threats uh, at set pieces of both ends, actually, because he can't, he's quite a good defensive header of the ball as well. Uh, without him, we, we are sort of missing someone. Um, but you know, I can find where I got the flick on on Saturday. He's been he's been very useful to us. I was just looking through your squad. I just noticed you've got uh, a former Charlton Loney and Jonathan Abika, and you've also got is it Tuamani Diagra Diagra? I remember him scoring. <laughs> yeah, Diagra. I learned his name before. Yeah, I remember him scoring for us uh, against us. Sorry for Brentford about ten years ago, yeah, eleven yeah. years ago. So yeah, he's a, he's a name I'll be wary of. He's one of these players, Tombs. He's, he's what I call a Rolls Royce of a footballer, where. He, he sort of glides around the pitch and his legs don't seem to move. He's one of those kind of footballers, but he's, I think he's coming up to 35 now. So he just sits at the, at the back of the, the centre of the, of the midfield and just kind of keeps it nice and simple, breaks up play and, and plays it nice and short for, for the rest of our, our midfield runners. So uh, he's a key part for us, Stockton, as I've mentioned, and then we'll try and get in down the wings um, we've got a, a guy called uh, Jonah Ayunga down the right-hand side. If you look at his stats, it, we got him from Bristol Rovers last season. He's got a terrible scoring record on paper. doesn't look anything special at all, but we call him Jonah the Juggernaut. When he gets the ball, he's one of these. He just runs and runs and runs out here and just bulldozes through players. So we've got a, a, an attacking threat, it's fair to say, but our problem will be keeping the back door shut. Absolutely, we can't keep a clean sheet full of no money at the moment in the league, and and that is why our decent start to the season has just completely and utterly fallen away. Well, that's music to my ears. I look forward <laughs> to Tuesday now. <laughs> so prediction time, then, Louis. How do you see it going on Tuesday? Uh, I mean, it's funny you just use the phrase juggernaut because that's what I've been saying. We're on the Jackson juggernaut at the moment. <laughs> so I mean, I see us coming up there and getting a two 0 win. Yeah, I think I think it's certainly one that we that we're worried about. I wouldn't like to make any bold predictions myself. We are definitely much better at home than we are away. I suppose a lot of teams in, in any division can say that, though. If we turn up, we can certainly get points. There's no question about that. And we've obviously upset a few teams this season. We beat Sheffield Wednesday at home. Uh, we drew at Ipswich, should have beaten them. We were 2-0 up away at Wickham and playing them off the park and then just fell to bits in the second half. So we can do it if we turn up. It's just whether or not we can turn up. I, I think either way, it's going to be a nice, a good open game. And uh, I'm, I'm going to hope for a 2-2 draw, hopefully. Lovely stuff. Well, <laughs> I'm, uh, so I'm looking forward to looking forward to exploring Morecambe properly as well. We've got um, got the day getting up quite early and we're staying somewhere on the seafront. So looking forward Lovely. to finding a bit more out about the place. Well, of course, you'll have to have your, your photo taken at the Eric Morecambe statue. Which yeah, is, I saw that. Uh, literally yeah. about a 10 minute walk away from the stadium to the prom. Yeah. You, 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 and there's loads of bars, restaurants. It's a lovely place to stay in Morecambe. And the view, if it's a nice day on the Wednesday, the view across Morecambe Bay is, I would mm. say, one of the best in the country. So you Yeah, I had my honeymoon place. in uh, Grange over Sands. So oh, I've lovely. seen it from the other side. So yeah, yeah I'm looking yeah. forward to see, to see if I can spot where I stayed. <laughs> and finally, then, Louis, the sales pitch, Charlton Live, the, the, the podcast. Tell us all about that. Where can we find it and, and listen to it? Yeah, so we're on uh, we're on all the, the podcast apps, Acast and, and iTunes podcast or whatever it's called and charlmanlive.co.uk. The Sunday show to look back at the Plymouth game and ahead to Morecambe and then we'll look back at the Morecambe game next Thursday as well. So you'll uh, 
you hear our reaction to it and either our gloating or our um, or, or shock disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> Louis, I've kept you for far longer than I said I would, so thank you so much for your time. Uh, good luck for the rest of the season. I'm sure you're going to fly up the rest of the up, up the up the rest of the table. I would I would put you in the playoffs, certainly on current form. Uh, so long, my that continue. So good luck after next Tuesday, of course. Cheers, yeah. I'll see you on Tuesday. A massive thank you to Louis Mendez, presenter of the podcast Charlton Live, local journalist and a presenter of Alex Coverage on BBC London Sport, head of Charlton's trip to the Mazuma to play the Mighty Shrimps in League One this coming Tuesday evening. And of course, Shrimps Live will bring you the build-up and full match commentary of the game on Tuesday. Myself, Dave Salmon, joined by Matt Smith from the Shrimps media team, will be on Beyond Radio across North Lancashire and online via I Follow Shrimps from 7.30. We look forward to your company then. Thanks as ever for choosing the Shrimps Verdict podcast Cheers for listening, and we'll speak to you next time. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.